Absolutely. We go to Cape Town now, where we have heard that there's been a shortage of ballot papers in the city, but there's also been some logistical issues in places like uh, Langa and Nyanga. And for the very latest, we cross now to our specialist EWN reporter, Gay Davis. Gay, good evening. A warm welcome to the Karima Brown Show, coming to you live from Tuani in the Gauteng province. Good to talk to you, Karima. Now, Gay, tell me, has the issue of um, enough ballot papers or the shortage of ballot papers in the city been resolved? Karima, from what I understand, talking to talking to particularly the ANC and the, and the DA, um, who have uh, been talking about this issue and their concerns about losing votes because we've dealt already cold and wet, rainy weather here mm. in the Western Cape. That is a deterrent to voters, as we all know. It keeps people at home or makes them delay going out to make their yes. vote. But the issue with the ballot papers is something different. So what has happened is the IEC this afternoon told us that they were taken aback or by surprise by the high number of people who voted at a voting station where they are not actually registered to vote. Mm. And this meant that they would have to fill in a VEC form, a form, a special form, enabling them to vote at a station other than the one where they registered, and they were overwhelmed. So essentially they ran out of these VEC forms, and then they also ran out of ballot papers, sometimes but, both provincial and national. Now, but, but IEC what I don't understand, Gay, just, just if we could just yeah. park it there quickly. My understanding is that it's a national election, so it doesn't matter where in the country you are, you can vote wherever you want, right? The only place where you can't vote for is if you're not in the province where you live. Um, so was that the issue with the shortage of ballot papers and that they were overwhelmed? Because it's a national election. You can vote anywhere in the country. What, well, what is the IEC talking about exactly? You, 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 can vote, you can vote anywhere in the country, but then if you're outside your province, you can only vote on the national ballot. So it was the issue of the provincial the ballot that was throwing them out. I'm trying to explain. If you are in the province and you vote at a voting station which is not in your VD, not in your voting district, in other words, not where you registered to vote, mm. then you, are, you have a right under the Electoral Act to vote there at that station, but you have to fill in a form known as a VEC4 form, which everybody just refers to as a VEC4 form, and then you are enabled to vote at a voting station where you are not physically registered as a voter. And Courtney Sampson, the provincial electoral officer, said we, you know, that they, they clearly planned the number of voting of ballot papers based on the number of voters registered at a given station. And that's where they were caught short. And he admitted as much this afternoon, saying, um, you know, that they, they, they'd, been, they'd been caught unawares and they were now paying the price for that. And the issue further is that you, uh, the IEC say that they have plenty of ballot papers, but the issue is legally they cannot be transported without a police escort. So he said, we have the ballot papers, we get them ready for distribution, and then we have to wait for the police because they've got to escort the ballot papers to the voting station. That had caused delays, he told us, and frustration among voters. But later I spoke to uh, the ANC's Hisham Mohammed. He's the head of their legal and monitoring task team in the Western Cape. And he said that the party's strongholds on the Cape Flats 
had been particularly affected. Uh, at least four or five voting districts in Nyanga. They knew of about 13 in Kailicha that were affected. Another 10 in Umfuleni and the Philippi area combined. Mm. These are the ANC's base areas. And mm. it's very, very difficult in the Western Cape, which gets dark in winter very early. Yes. If a person has gone to a voting station to vote and they're then told they can't because there's no ballot papers, they must either wait or they must come back later, it is very, very difficult to get them back again. I think it's difficult for every party, but we're yeah. talking here about areas where there's poor parking, no pavements, there's crime. Uh, it's very, very difficult for the NC to get its supporters to go out. But he says that they deterred and that there was a very big push uh, to get people to the voting precincts because if they are in the queue before polling is supposed to close at 9 o'clock, they, they, will, they will be able to vote uh, even if it takes until 3 o'clock in the morning to deal mm-hmm. with everybody who's in the precinct at that time. Now, can you tell me, did the police give any reason why they were not ready and on standby to transport these uh, ballot uh, papers? Because presumably the IEC and the police work together uh, and they work with whoever they need to work to operationalize uh, uh, the infrastructure and the architecture of the uh, electoral um, you know, um, machinery that makes this election work. How can the police uh, be delayed? to take ballot papers to particular areas. What explanation was given for that? Karina, I've not had any explanation from the police, but I've had sight of uh, some of the top provincial uh, police officers have entered the uh, provincial results operating centre here. They are talking to Courtney Sampson as we speak, um, and the IEC is set to brief again at 10 o'clock, and I'm hoping that some of these matters are going to be cleared up, because it's not just the ANC that's affected, it's also the Democratic Alliance. Yes. DA officials there have told me that at 6 o'clock this evening, an entire central Cape Town ward was without ballot papers. Mm-hmm. They also said there'd been problems in the northern suburbs, and I uh, just got an update on that information. Um, this, is un, uh, this is what I've been told, but it's yes. not official person speaking wasn't, uh, isn't a, an official spokesperson. I'm mm-hmm. hoping to confirm it with the Premier candidate, Alan Windy, when he arrives in a short while. But I was told that at Paro Civic, um, there were, they only, I mean, there were no provincial, they only had provincial ballots, there were no national ballots from about 20 past four this afternoon. Finally, the national ballots arrived at about eight o'clock this evening and were transported by a rented vehicle and there was no police escort. Um, So there are a lot of questions that we want to put to the IEC uh, this evening at that briefing at 10 o'clock in order to sort out exactly how extensive mm. this problem is because I think that I think that the two biggest parties in the Western Cape, the BA and the ANC, both expressing to eyewitness news their their serious concern mm. over over the way things have turned out today. Now, you know, there's been a lot of criticism on the IEC, not just in the Western Cape. Uh, For example, in the Eastern Cape, they had put 16 tents up, knowing full well that the weather was going to blow those tents away. And people, one would have thought that the IEC would have put, uh, you know, uh, uh, the voting stations in permanent structures that could not be affected by the weather. In one instance, you even had people relocating to another house and media having to direct people to where they're going 
going instead of the IEC. Now, obviously, um, this is a small uh, part of what is happening. The IEC is running a fairly good operation nationally. Uh, but these are issues of concern um, in terms of just the uh, professionalization and the capacity of the IEC and, and the entire planning in some instances. I think so. I mean, I think what, what, what I struggle to to deal with is the fact that uh, you get a long-term weather forecast which indicates that you're going to have cold and wet weather on yes. voting day, uh, and you plan accordingly. Um, also, um, there ought to have been an understanding that the message that has actually been received uh, by voters and by yes. parties themselves was that you could vote anywhere. And, yeah. you know, when you've got rain, you're not going to walk... Uh, in Guguletu down to NY 110 if, you, if yes. there's a voting station just next to you. You're simply going to go there. And I think that that ought to have been foreseen. At yes. the same time, uh, you know, there, yes, there have been these problems, but I think that generally uh, I think South Africans can be proud of themselves for the way mm-hmm. voting had, has gone today. Um, but I, I, I think that, uh, nevertheless, I think these questions have to be asked, and I think we, we are going to be very clear about, about, getting, about getting answers. Now, uh, uh, Gay, the final question to you I want to ask is the Western Cape is obviously always seen as a contested area. The DA has had a convincing majority for a long time, but the DA themselves have acknowledged that they are worried that they might be losing voters to the FF+, uh, to the ACDP, to the Good Party. Uh, The ANC has also put up quite a spirited campaign uh, using the Muslim vote, particularly um, in issues in places like Poor up and Gatesville, uh, the issue around the DA stance on uh, the Palestinian question. Um, how uh, real is the possibility that the DA uh, might have to go into coalition with a party like the ACDP? I mean, the ACDP has already indicated that if they are to go into a coalition with anyone, it will be the, uh, the, the Democratic Alliance. Do you think the DA will retain the province outrightly, or do you think they're going to have to uh, go into a coalition with, with the ACDP to continue their grip on power in the province? Karima, I think that uh, obviously it's not over until the fat lady sings, and we're only really going to know that once we see the results. My gut feeling is, is that the DA is going to retain the Western Cape. Uh, I think that, uh, I, I think that uh, you know, when it, when it comes down to the crunch, every party wants to get their voters out. Yes. And you saw the DA turn to a type of fear-mongering uh, in, the, in the final days, in, you know, when the big parties tend to put the squeeze on the smaller parties. Yes, I know that their internal polling was showing that they were bleeding votes to the ACDP and the Freedom Front Plus, uh, as well as the good party of Patricia DeLille. Uh, and I think that that is also a, a signal, you know, voters of satisfaction with the bigger parties and just feeling, you know, <laughs> we, we, we don't want to go with either yes. of these, so we you know, heading, heading back to the safety of the, of the smaller parties. And the DA has been aggressively campaigning against that warning uh, that uh, the Western Cape could fall into the hands of an ANC-EFF alliance. Um, but my gut says they've, they've, they, they will retain the province maybe not with as big a majority as they enjoyed previously. Mm-hmm. The irony, of course, is that the uh, DA is in a working relationship with that very same EFF uh, in one of the richest metros in the country, which is Johannesburg, and, of course, also the administrative capital of Tswane. Uh, and it's interesting to see that they're using an ANC-EFF 
tactic to scare people when they actually the ones in alliance with the EFF. Kay Davis, thank you very much for that comprehensive, granular, detailed breakdown of what is happening in the province of the Western Cape. Uh, that is our reporter from EWN, Gay Davis, breaking it down for us in Cape Town.